You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. Are you ready to blab with me? Grab a front row seat as I adventure through motherhood, build my career, and not lose my shit. This podcast is a place for women to come together and relate through the highs and lows of business and motherhood, keep it real, and learn some new business tips and tricks while inspiring each other to do the dang thing. So close your eyes and take a deep breath, mama. You found us. It might not always be pretty, but you can count on one thing. We are in this hot mess together. Oh yeah, I'm so glad you're here to listen to the show, but make sure you check out everything else that Boss Ladies and Babies has to offer, like our mini episodes every Tuesday with quick business tips for the busy boss lady, our merchandise that will be relaunching soon, and all of our resources, coaching, courses, programs, and more over at bossladiesandbabies.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. It is just me here today without Mickey. If you guys heard the news, she has decided to step away from the podcast. If you missed that news, check out the episode last week where I talked all about it. And I am here solo hosting, but I am not alone for this episode. I am so, so, so excited about our guest today, and I'm very excited for you to get to know her, hear everything that she has to say as we dig into body positivity and social media and everything that comes along with it. So please let me introduce our guest. She is a network marketer turned influencer turned social media coach. She's self-proclaimed curvy and confident mom of five who has a commitment to keeping things raw and real. And she loves teaching women how to make a living and do something that brings them joy, even if time and money and odds, like lots of kids at home, are against them. So please help me welcome to the show, Chanel Whitley. It's time for this week's Boss Lady Business Spotlight. Meet Shauna Sutcliffe, Certified Holistic Yoga Therapist. Shauna Sutcliffe is a yoga therapist specializing in desk bodies. Okay, we could all use her help, right? She helps people release tension and recover from chronic pain and injuries or simply regain joy and mobility in their lives and bodies. She offers public classes or personal one-on-one sessions. Shauna uses a variety of tools from yoga aerial swing to therapeutic yoga, self-massage, and KT taping. Her yoga desk bodies class is online every Wednesday at noon, and there are a variety of other classes in person and online that she offers. Shauna is offering a free first class to our audience. You can email her at Shauna. S-H-A-U-N-N-A at gmail.com or contact her through her website at risingtidewellness.org. Hello! You introduced me better than I can introduce myself. (laughs) I love that. I love it when somebody reads like my bio. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That would sound so fancy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining. I am so excited to talk to you. This has been a long time coming to have you on the show. And I'm just obsessed with like everything that you're doing. So I cannot wait to pick your brain. So before we get into the big stuff. Let me 
invite you to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. I know I just gave you that brief intro, but I want to know more about you, like who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady? Tell us everything. Oh my goodness. This is a long question because right now <laughs> I know we booked this podcast a while ago, but I've been going through major life changes right now. I'm actually um, going through a separation. So I'm a single mom at the moment oh, wow. and going through a total like life change, um, which is, you know, turned over into my social media business as well, kind of reprioritizing my niche or whatever you want to call it and yeah. just kind of changing direction. So it's a big uh, time for that right now, but I am a mom of five. Um, I live in Kansas City and I am a body confidence influencer um, and content creator. And yes, also I have a coaching site as well. <laughs> Amazing. So that's the, that's the short version. You introduced me a little bit better than that. Though. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you probably have like a lot on your mind. So did you just recently move to Kansas city too? So I'm originally from a small town in Kansas and okay. we were a military family. So we had been moving around the past few years. And so, yeah, I settled back in Kansas city just because it's, still somewhere I wanted to live but closer to home so yeah I'm super excited to be here though for sure yeah oh my goodness well thank you for joining with everything going on and I mean becoming a single mom has got to be quite the transition I think it's really like great that you have I mean great doesn't even seem like big enough word but like that you have your presence on social media and you have already created something that's so raw that you're able to hopefully use that platform as a way to like connect with other women inspire other women who For are sure. going through that yeah have you found it to be like a helpful place I've been going through a little bit of like of both it's like a little bit of depression so like I pull away a little bit but then when I do have the courage or the energy or motivation to open up it is very um like there, I don't know, healing for me to when I do have the courage to do that, to see that other women going through the situation, or even if they're not, just to have that connection with like my followers is really special. And um, yeah, I think as time goes on, I will see how that where that leads. Because I feel like with anybody on social media, you know, if you're an influencer, focus on your life like mm -hmm. putting your life out there you're gonna have changes nobody's life like stays the same over the years so you find new connections and new ways to open up um, as your life changes so I think even though this is more drastic I think that it follows that yeah well. I mean that's like one of the beautiful things about social media is you know that you you can find that community and that support but also it's like it's your life and these are strangers, you know? And so it's like trying to figure out how much of your life do you really want to put out there and how deep do you really want to go when you're going through something so big? So that's gotta be kind of tricky. Yeah, but I'm excited to be here because this was in a way held me accountable to stepping back into what brings me joy. Cause you know, if anyone struggles with like mental health, I struggle with it even before this happened. So any kind of major change is like a trigger for me personally mm -hmm. to like suffer with something I've dealt with my whole life. And it's one of the things for me is like for a lot of people, a lot of people as well as not being able to enjoy things you normally 
enjoy mm-hmm. and I enjoy social media and I enjoy all of the things that come not all of the things I enjoy most of yeah. the things yeah. that come with it. and it's hard for me to get the motivation or desire to do that even though I know that I do like that I don't know if that makes sense yeah. but no absolutely so you're like uh reminding me about the interview I'm like yeah you know what I'm gonna do the interview because it holds me accountable because when you're your own boss on social media very rarely do you get held accountable unless you have a collaboration or Mm -hmm. a client yeah (laughs) it's very self-motivated which can be hard if you're going through something Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah mental health social media like the combination of those two things in general and then throw in being an entrepreneur. It's like, it could be a really messy situation. I have a lot of mental health stuff that I struggle with too. And it is really hard if you like, don't pull yourself out of it, which is like so much easier said than done. So I really Mm want to thank you like from the bottom of my heart for coming here today and showing up and, you know, taking that, chance and being so vulnerable and opening up about this stuff because like you already know that you're not alone in feeling any of these things and you know there might be somebody listening right now who is struggling with mental health or going through a huge life change you know and just coming here and talking and being so open is probably helping someone right now so thank thank you you so much I'm so glad yeah to be here because especially since we're going to be talking about social media just I know personally especially in mom and I'm sure you understand you know too like in the mom blogger realm it's like so perfectionistic even I I'm not I wouldn't call myself a mom blogger like that's not my I wouldn't say that's not something I should talk about a lot um I mean everyone knows I'm a mom not something that's I wouldn't say that's my niche or anything like that and even I fall into the trap of seeing like these perfect moms on Instagram and that's a part of the reason I'm not it's not my niche because I can't do that yes <laughs> so of course when you're going through a separation it's like my life doesn't look like any of these people and it does feel very isolating even though maybe factually you know you're not alone in social media land it can feel like you are yeah yeah absolutely it can be really isolating for sure. And that's like why we're here to break the mold and to yeah. keep it raw and real. Like that is so my thing. So let's get into it. So Yay, I'm so glad. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say like inspired you to start focusing on social media in the first place? Like we all like social media, but some of us just love social media. Like was it a love that inspired you or what was the thing that got you into it? It wasn't a love. It was more like, so I'd been a stay-at-home mom for a few years at that point, and it was not something I'm that great at or <laughs> it really enjoyed, honestly, <laughs> which is another whole other conversation. Um, but I, like a lot of women, want to, to do something for myself, wanted to have like more money of my own, especially like a lot of, I know a lot of stay at home moms who struggle in their marriages because of the, whatever you want to call it, inequality of the finances or whatever. And mm-hmm. we're just not even feeling, you know, uh, successful or like per- having a purpose. Um, so that was really my first thing was I was like I had dabbled in MLMs and like I had done okay but I just was like desperately seeking something for myself and 
that is really what motivated me to get started. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel that so much. Like the stay at home mom thing is it's hard. It's so just like major props to anyone who stays home all the time. And a lot of us start like a side hustle type thing for those exact reasons that you're describing. Like that can be really tricky. So, so you decided your thing was going to be social media. So how did you even like turn it into what it is today because you're an influencer, which is like for so many of us, like dream job, right? <laughs> Side note, I actually heard yeah. this thing that like kids these days, most of the, um, like if you ask a kid what they want to be when they grow up, the most common answer that they say these days is influencer, which is just like oh wild gosh. that that's the world that we live in. But that it's so crazy. cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah no, it is. So I, how I did you- that because that means- like oh sorry that just means that yeah. they're you know things are changing and they feel like more autonomy to like do you know maybe not the typical career path that we were taught so yeah. I love that the freedom um, so what was your the question was how how did, did you start yeah your path to turn into that like how did you even become an influencer you know, the, this is going to seem so like cliche and simple and I need to take my own advice because lately I've kind of been like off, like haven't been on my A game by any means for good yeah. reason, but this is the best thing is if I look back on it, this will change everything. It's just, I just started showing up like one nice, regardless of how many followers I had. Like I literally, I just started editing, editing my photos like one, take, I like took the cliche influencer photos which that's evolving now more with like more raw photos and they're not so overly edited like they were a few years ago mm -hmm. but yeah I would take those photos and I'd be like you know wow I can't believe my photo like with the light and airy preset looks like a legitimate influencer <laughs> like I remember being so excited about that like after I got my photo presets and being like wow this looks like legit yes oh my gosh so uh so yeah I really I just started showing up like one I just started posting photos like one getting on stories and you know obviously it wasn't perfect you're not going to be perfect at anything which is something I struggle with personally like we were talking about the podcasting yeah. earlier like I don't want I don't want to struggle through those first episodes being awkward but that's just like how it is you just got to get through the the awkwardness and show up like one so yeah really that's what I did and then really quickly actually because and you know algorithms change and everything but Instagram a lot of brands will find you through hashtags mm. and I started getting and I think this is because my feed looked like an influencer even though I only had like probably 5,000 followers at the time um I had brands like reaching out to me and it wasn't for like highly paid collaborations by any means but just the fact that I was getting people like messaging me was the starting point and then I was like wow I can actually get collaborations with like only a few thousand followers and nowadays that's like more true than ever yeah. you don't need a huge following but yeah so basically it was just looking like an influencer using the hashtags and it just kind of went from there. Oh my gosh. I, I was not expecting that to be your answer. And I love that it was because it's like, we get so caught up in the amount of followers that we have that we forget to like show up and do the thing we're setting out to do on social media. And it's like, it's so easy to lose track of what your message is or what, like why you're there because of the followers. 
So I love that you just showed up and you're just like, you know what? I'm an influencer. I don't care how many followers I have. Like I am. I think that is so I mean, admirable. it's funny in a way, embrace the like beginning because it's actually easier. And I've heard other people say this too, because once you get more followers, it's like there's more pressure in a way. Mm, yeah. And so now it's like, I will actually see people with less followers than me with like a prettier feed than me or better videos than me. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, this girl has like 2000 followers and she's doing better than me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, it's like a mind game. So the follower count really doesn't matter. I know it sounds cliche, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. I know. Yeah. And we're so, we're all so wrapped up in that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can, what, it, what was your title that you said you're a um, body confidence influencer? Is that like the proper I mean, I change it up, but yeah, I, I focus a lot on body confidence and uh, that's kind of like where I found like my niche and my following uh, and it's just something I've kept around. I mean, I'm trying to pivot more lately, but I'll always keep it as part of me because it is something that is has been there from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I'm curious if, as you were like building your career as an influencer, did you find it harder to compete with the other influencers who weren't in that space? And if so, like, how did you combat any doubt that you were feeling as you were building? It's actually, in my experience, been easier because it's a niche a lot yeah. of brands want to be in. Nice. So <laughs> whether maybe they're exploiting plus size or not like that can be your own conclusion but (laughs) plus size mid-size the whole anything other than like the zero to size six range um they want more like average and curvy body types and um that that can be you know clothing brands i'm like i get a lot of partnerships with like bras underwear shapewear because you know i'm like that's just something some people aren't willing to take photos in that to be right. promoted. So they need influencers that will do that. So for me, it's been easier because that's a segment of the market that brands want to be a part of. So yeah. was there another part of your question that I No, <laughs> no, I, I just love to hear that because <laughs> I've heard so many people say like, well, I can't be an influencer because I don't look like, you know, this person and this person. And it's just like, it's so refreshing to hear that it wasn't a struggle and that, you know, people want to see real, whether, you know, you're a size zero or plus size or beyond, like people want to see real bodies. They want to be influenced by real people. And so I just, I love to hear that. Cause I've heard so many people say that, like, I can't be an influencer or I can't post pictures of myself or nobody cares what I have to say because I don't look a certain way. And I'm just glad to hear that, you know, people are looking to see everybody on the internet now. They are. If anything, it's the opposite. Like the more, like I don't want to say imperfect, but the more like you're outside of that norm that we were used to, like the Mm -hmm. blogger vibe look, Mm -hmm. that stereotypical look, like, brands everyone the us as viewers we want people outside of that because that's like creating such a standard of beauty which they are beautiful but it's just one image and one persona yeah and we need brands and us as like social media users want to see people that are normal 
Yeah. Yeah. I or, love or average or whatever. You yeah. Want like <laughs> everyone, like every body is beautiful and it's amazing that social media, like all the negative things that come with social media and, you know, we'll get into that more too, like the compare comparison and all of that, but it's so nice to see everybody is beautiful showing up as influencers as what we're all consuming and like I'm thinking back to when we were kids like I don't know how old you are but like millennial age kids right yeah yeah. and just like in the 90s and like there was one standard body that was beautiful and if you didn't look like that body you were not beautiful and basically like what you had to say didn't matter as much and it's so nice to see that things are shifting so much for the generations under us to be able to have like an array of beautiful bodies to look up to be like, you know, like for me, I am five foot 11. Like I am a taller person. Like I am a larger person. I never, ever, ever could have looked like that one standard beauty body like back in the 90s like that was an impossible goal for me and so it's just like so refreshing yes I'm so yeah I love it and especially with TikTok which I feel like is a whole different place than Instagram and I love them both for different reasons but Mm -hmm. you really will see like the realness coming out and I even like I've talked to women who are like older than us um because we're millennials and they feel like they can't be influencers and I'm like no like even I know me personally like I want to see women like yeah of all ages because it like that's a whole other topic you got body confidence and then you got aging mm-hmm. and like I want like aging is normal too just as much as bodies different bodies are normal aging is normal and I feel like we need more women to show up like not in their 20s or whatever yeah <laughs> So we can just see realness like all across the board. So yes. that's a whole other conversation. But yes, yes. just I realness. Want, I, the more yes. diverse, the better. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, I agree. We love to see that. Like be real. So as you are, you know, becoming an influencer and you're getting yourself into this amazing niche, like was it scary putting yourself out there like that? And kind of, I mean, have you had to deal with trolls? Have you had like a lot of encouragement? What has that kind of looked like for you? Uh, okay, I have, it was not, no, I don't know. Like it was a little nerve wracking at first, but in a way not having like a huge following to start. And I know for some people it's the opposite. Like I've heard, you know, people say when I'm talking to them or coaching them that they don't want their friends and family to see that like, they wish it was all strangers mm. or like that they could just start a new account or whatever. But for me, like Facebook is like where I have like people I don't like my family members. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, like if they see it, they see it, but like, I'm not going to put it out there for them. Cause like, if it's on Instagram, like they might see it, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't get a lot of trolls and I still don't on Instagram to this day for the most part. I mean, very rare, like randomly. Um, TikTok's a little different because you have that viral potential and Mm -hmm. people just like love to do that. But honestly, like the ratio, and I feel like this is probably true for almost anybody of trolls to support is like 2% (laughs) to like, 98% you know so like whenever I see that one comment and I'm like all I've worked up about it I'm like you know what like 
that was like literally one comment out of Mm -hmm. all these people like and that's another thing I like for me and I think this is where I mean I think you should be vulnerable and go out of your comfort zone to some degree but for me body image isn't it used to be now that I've really gotten into body confidence the past few years it's not something that people can hurt my feelings really easily good yeah so it's actually almost easier for me to be vulnerable with that than like you know for example talking about like my separation and stuff like that or motherhood like those are other areas I'm actually more vulnerable Mm -hmm. so I think it's important to maybe find ways or like grow your confidence in the areas that you're sharing so that people's comments really don't matter (laughs) yeah how did you grow your confidence I mean because that's not like something that comes naturally to so many people I just followed a ton and I I tell this to everybody like I followed a ton of people like body comp like plus size models and like I saw the trolls that they got and how they handled it and even minus the trolls like even just watching how they showed up I was like okay this girl's my size or this girl's bigger than me for like sometimes they're like two or three sizes bigger than me or whatever and I'm like okay she's like so confident and it's not her body at that point it's her energy it's her mm-hmm. like how she handles herself and I was like okay anybody can do that then because it's how you carry yourself it's not about how you look oh yeah I love that so, oh my gosh I love that so whenever I'm feeling insecure, like, cause we all have those times. I remember it's like, it's not how I look, it's how I carry myself. And then you can change that in an instant. Maybe you can't change how you look in that instant, but changing your energy does change how you look in a way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it totally does. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. So if I'm ever feeling insecure, I just remember like, okay, how would like Ashley Graham like walk into this room right now? Or like whoever, someone I've been following recently, so... Um, but yeah, that following people and just realizing like, and for me in the body confidence realm, I've realized a lot of people that are mean about it are insecure themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. it. <laughs> like you wouldn't be so hateful towards women whether you're a man or a woman, but a lot of the time it's women. It's a, when it's a man, it's almost la- for me. It's like almost laughable. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when it's women, I'm like, okay. Then like, how how insecure are you to be out here commenting that? Right. Like, because and like that applies to anything. Like, mm-hmm. not just like you know weight or your body or whatever. So I'm always just like, okay, I know personally how many women struggle with body image just because that's like where I work in. So if someone's leaving a mean takes the time to leave a horribly mean comment like you need to it's not that hard to be self-disciplined and meal prep and blah, blah, blah. oh my god <laughs> like whatever <laughs> advice they think they have yeah I'm like okay like obviously someone in the room has a body body image issue it's not yeah me. <laughs> it's not me yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so I just remember like Trolls are either one, wanting attention, or two, like, have literally an issue whenever they're leaving a comment about. Yeah, I've never understood, like, why somebody would take the time to sit down and write something so awful to a complete stranger, except for they're obviously miserable people themselves, and they're just looking for an outlet, and then it's like, you have to feel kind of bad for them, but it's like, do you? Because they're being so mean. Well, then people start arguing with them. 
and it's like I think it gives them the attention they wanted yeah feed into it so something I've like learned to refrain myself is like I'm not even gonna say anything because like yeah no yeah which would be so hard I feel like but you probably just get used to like brushing it off and you know when you're feeling so confident well I just don't want to go back and forth right right like it's not worth it's not worth it because you say something and they say something and then it's just like okay never mind never mind more people come in and then it's like (laughs) yeah oh my goodness wow okay so I haven't really had to deal with like trolls ever yet and and I'm kind of like mad about it because they say like oh you you know you've made it when you have a hater or something like that which I probably have like secret haters or something but I did have a video I posted on um TikTok surprisingly because everyone tells me like TikTok is like such a nice welcoming place compared to Instagram and never have had like a negative comment on Instagram but on TikTok I posted just like some video that I was like talking about my course or something and some girl posted like oh sounds like an MLM disgusting or something like that and I was like rude and I was so upset by this stupid comment I didn't say anything back I ended up not responding but I was like that wasn't even that mean and I was like pretty upset about it (laughs) but I get like that too and then I have to rewind and be like no it's fine uh TikTok I do think like is more welcoming and supportive it's just you it's also, you're not as connected at the beginning. I feel like right. if you are like very active on TikTok, people get connected with you. But at the beginning, it's not as connected as Instagram in a weird kind of way. So I feel like people who naturally gravitate to leave rude comments, it's like it's an easier like door right. to do that. But overall, I do think if you like did the ratio of like haters to comments, like they are like a very, it is a very supportive platform yeah yeah I I don't don't let that one scary I've gotten some rude comments there too but overall like people are so sweet there yeah do you prefer TikTok (laughs) to Instagram just for like personal I feel closer to my Instagram followers because of DMs I think Mm -hmm. but TikTok I prefer as a consumer I feel like it's more real and more like the algorithms a little bit better as far as like it knows what I like and like it like I don't know does that make sense yeah no I I actually agree like I if I'm gonna sit down and consume like short format videos I I I don't like watching reels like I would prefer to watch TikTok and I'm just like so annoyed that Instagram is trying to become TikTok now which is like a whole nother I am too because I actually love Instagram for not like necessarily photos but like I really love the accounts that are like I don't know how to describe it like uh graphics like Mm -hmm. words or like I follow like I don't know like for example like an Enneagram account and they have like the carousels of like yeah your personality type and like I just like I love being able to search things like Instagram's way more searchable than TikTok and like I don't know like I don't think they needed to add that and it's kind of annoying I agree yeah I think they had a good thing going already I know (laughs) and now all of us like I feel like especially millennials because we like grew Instagram you know like we grew with it and we're just like what is happening like I want to boycott it but I also don't want to get lost in the algorithms so I'm like okay I'll make reels (laughs) 
have you been I know. like for I your business been. i'm just i'm i am boycotting it in a way i mean because i haven't been that active since my whole life situation but in a way i'm like i am gonna be primarily focusing on tiktok for growth and then like funneling people over to instagram because i'm not playing personally that game the whole yeah. but 10 stories a day four reels a week and i'm like you know what no because yeah. I can go viral on TikTok with like a fraction of the effort and just funnel people over to Instagram. There you go. Because I'm not playing this game. <laughs> yeah, you hear that Instagram? <laughs> I'm not doing it. And people are like, you have to, and I'm like, and I'm still posting photos. I don't even care. I have not seen a decrease yet in likes or engagement on photos. So yeah, I'm yeah, I'm boy- you could say I'm boycotting it. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm like teaching people like you can still post photos and just like also play around with video just a little bit, you know, but it's like it's your like your followers are going to continue to consume your content, whether you change or not. But has that like I guess you haven't been as active on there, but do you think like from a your influencer business perspective like it's gonna make a difference um for me I'm trying to think I've noticed what's interesting is with TikTok I think brands are trying to use it the way they use Instagram to find people because it's not as searchable as Instagram Mm -hmm if I post a try on on TikTok and I hashtag it you know plus size fashion or something like that um brands will find me on TikTok that way and um if it was a pretty popular video it'll pop up um but Instagram there's a little bit more competition because it is more searchable Mm -hmm. so I feel like I've gotten about at this point, but then again, my following is pretty similar on both. I've got like 25K on TikTok and 15K on Instagram. So uh, I don't see it. As long as you're using the hashtags for them to find you and using third-party platforms for collaborations, um, I don't think so. but we'll see yeah yeah we all don't really know but yeah just keep doing what you're doing and see what happens I guess (laughs) okay I got a little off topic with just like the Instagram talk because oh no no it's okay that's obviously don't I have ADHD so if you get me off topic I'll go that way so (laughs) I know I could talk about Instagram all day like all the the like behind the scenes stuff of Instagram but um for sure and you maybe the past few months since I've been out of the loop like maybe you know more than I do at this point but um they just changed so much over the past year yeah not like no like all these like coaches are putting out these like updates like how to win the algorithm like you know what like I just don't and that's what I like about TikTok like it's just like yes there is an algorithm but it's not like this beating the algorithm thing Mm -hmm. it's just like you put out content and if you're you know if it's like you you just put out content it's not like this game or like this thing you have to beat or win or whatever yeah because you're never gonna win and the there's I mean there's more than one algorithm and they're always gonna change like that's my mindset too. Like just show up on social media with your message that you want to be 
giving out to the world through your social show up and do that. And like, that's all you really have to do, you know, just more real. I'm trying to take my own advice. I'm trying to take that advice for myself, like just show up and stop overthinking it. Cause I think being on Instagram, that was my primary platform for so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It gets very analytical and all these experts and and now I'm just like, okay, I just need to go back to the basics and just show up. Yeah. (laughs) Like you did at the beginning, right? Like just showing up. Yeah. Well, you obviously impact and inspire a lot of women with your message. Like I've loved following you. I was so happy that I found you. I actually found you because of clubhouse, but I just yeah, like, I remember that. yeah. <laughs> and I was so happy because I feel like, I don't know what's up with my algorithm, but like, I'm not seeing a lot of other people who are like, so raw on Instagram and that's like what I want to be seeing and so I know like anybody who's consuming your content like they're obviously impacted a lot and so how long did it take you to kind of like build the type of audience that you wanted who was going to receive your message and like grow that supportive community that we all like want and need how long did it take me Mm -hmm. um I would say maybe like to get like momentum going maybe like six months really which isn't that bad like to be known for that like I guess like branding wise like Mm -hmm. you think when you think of people you follow you kind of like attach like keywords to them in a way like that's how I think of people yeah like their branding words yeah yeah and so for that to be kind of my brand yeah I'd probably say like six months um or so like not long like if you're consistent and I hate the word consistent because uh (laughs) I'm ADHD and whatever but if you're but then I listened to a podcast and she said uh persistence is just as good as consistency oh I like that (laughs) and so I'm like okay so persistence yes (laughs) with the same message people are gonna know you for that so Yeah, um, yeah, I would say about six months, and uh, eventually, like brands, like, and I some I took them like unpaid a lot at the beginning, but what was nice about that was they would share photos of me, and like, if they were like a bra brand or whatever, and they had a lot of women in their feed that were like super skinny or whatever, I think it like really helped to get followers from their pages because Mm -hmm. it would be like kind of like stick out like a sore thumb like you're scrolling and it's like oh wow like she doesn't look like everyone else on their feed yeah yeah but so with your audience do you get like a lot of women in your dms like commenting on like how you've impacted them and like you know giving you that positive feedback and letting you know like the difference that you're making a lot at the beginning nowadays I mean I do get comments now in my DMs I don't know if your DMs have changed and it, may, it could just be because of how I haven't been consistent the last few months but mm-hmm. um it's more like my really close followers that I feel like they're like my friends yeah like, more like mental health like support kind of stuff um but people seem to really appreciate even more like people really do appreciate the body confidence mm-hmm uh, but even more lately, people really appreciate just being like vulnerable about like struggling yes. in life. So I've, that's kind of what I meant about like the pivot. Like, pe- yeah, people like the body confidence thing, but now it is kind of like trendy in a good way. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but 
I think even more like silent a lot of people are silently struggling struggling like in their marriages or just with their mental health or whatever yeah so the silent struggle yeah more yeah. yeah it's nice like the silent struggle is so real like for all of us I think especially after the year we had and then like you know the aftermath of the year that we had and a lot of people I think are afraid to admit it like their struggles especially on social media and then they see somebody who's showing up and being really raw whether it's with their body confidence or like any vulnerabilities that we can share that we're comfortable putting out there in public to complete strangers and it's like that little nudge that they need to be like okay like I can talk about this I'm not alone like I can get help from someone it's okay and that's like so powerful that's like the best part of social media I think and like I don't know about you but like the hardest part for me was like okay like body confidence if I'm feeling like eh, having like this is what I did a lot back in the day like when I was first learning to be more confident I would hashtag like plus size model or like any of those hashtags and I would get like scroll through that feed of like mm-hmm. just curvy girls like that would always make me feel more confident but when you're struggling with like your marriage or mother like it's like so much harder you can just search that where do you find that to feel not alone or feel like better about your crappy situation yeah yeah because you know? if you search like, <laughs> like hashtag motherhood or hashtag like divorce or single mom like you're just gonna see people like chances are you'll just see people who are like on the other side yeah Yeah, exactly and that's just gonna put you single mom I'm like okay well this mom's like some successful single mom who's been single for five years or whatever right like well that's not helping me like in the trenches I'm in right now so I think the more the people I mean obviously like you can't fix the whole searchable thing but like I do I know I just try to show up in a way that I wish people would show up for me so yes oh my gosh I love that and then just think (laughs) about like how you're going to be that person for someone like that person that you're looking for you're that for someone and that's like talk about like boosting your self-esteem boosting their self-esteem like and confidence that's beautiful yeah so I mean now that we're talking about it I'm like yeah like it's even today like I had this segment and I I was probably touch on this in one of your next questions but I've been become I've noticed I've become the person and I've always been this person even before this recent change but the person people come to when they're going through something which yeah. I take that as an honor yeah like, I'm like the safe person because I'm always like I feel like I'm always going through something which is like a blessing and a curse I guess <laughs> but I guess when you're when people know you are going through stuff you're they're more willing to like open up to you and people like struggling in their marriages that like with you know emo- like I dealt with kind of a toxic slash abusive marriage and people I never would have guessed like their social media looked perfect mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my gosh like I literally I remember I compared two people specifically and they're like acquaintances of mine I literally compared my marriage to theirs like why isn't my life like theirs like I would literally cry because I tried to work my marriage out for so long because I just wanted this like thing to work and these people I was like well why can't my marriage be like that or whatever and then turn around and like they're calling me telling me that they're in the same situation and I never would have known that if I didn't open up about it myself yeah oh my gosh wow that's just like can we just like take a minute and let that sink in because it's like I mean that's been like an epiphany because this happened today like back to back and I remember just being like oh my god 
gosh, oh my God, like what is happening? Like my whole universe is like, what? I remember crying, wanting what they had. Yeah. And oh never were known. Yeah. And that's like the power of like the narrative that we all write on our social media and the impact that that's having on other people. That's like, that's a lot of power in our hands that we can like really be helping or hurting people by showing just like our highlight reel, you know? Oh man. Yeah. And that, heavy. those yeah. people weren't influencers per se. Like this could be just people. Person. Yeah. Like what you're putting out there we all know it's a highlight reel quote unquote but like right. do we really because we're still we still compare it yeah I mean when we're seeing it you know like you go on social media I mean let's be honest how many hours a day are you on social media like a lot more than probably what we all want to admit yeah. and we're consuming this like even if it's subconsciously and we're comparing ourselves and thinking like I want to be like them I want to be like them I want my house to look like theirs I want my family to look like theirs and and then just for you to have that come through that that's like not true at all like how many other times is that happening for all of us with all of our insecurities and all of the things that we're going through that's it that's wow I know it's crazy like that was like a revelation I had today and I was like oh my gosh like is this like a monumental moment for me or something yeah oh my goodness wow I'm just like I'm like shook from that it's because crazy. it's like we all like, know that you never know. yeah we just like don't realize that yeah you never know wow Whew, okay <laughs> so everybody like everyone that you're admiring on social media just like take a step back and remember that it's social media and that might not be the case <laughs> and I encourage mm-hmm. you all to like try to be as vulnerable as you can be and as real as you can be with your audience because you don't want somebody to be feeling that way about you even you know man all right well let's talk a little bit just about like your confidence in general like I you're you really come off as a confident person both on your social media and talking with you today and I really admire that confidence is like for me, something that I've always kind of struggled with. And I know that that is like kind of a touchy subject for women and mothers in general, especially when we're comparing ourselves to other people on the internet. And like when we're thinking about our confidence and, you know, not even just with our bodies, but like showing up and being confident when we might not feel perfect. What are your thoughts on how we can still show up and be confident people? And I mean, this might be kind of like a big, big question for you right now, like bigger than what I intended because of everything you're going through. But what what are your thoughts on that? I Okay, my experience with this is it's a journey, not a destination. And I always thought one day, like I was going to arrive at this place where I felt like, totally confident and I don't there are days I take a story and I'm like wow like that was embarrassing delete or like Mm -hmm. you know or maybe it's how I look that day or whatever and it does evolve over time like the more you get used to showing up you can show up even more vulnerable like maybe getting on camera with your hair and makeup done is like a big thing like just even putting yourself out there completely done up let alone like no makeup on or whatever Mm -hmm. but if you show up 
you know, baby steps. Maybe you, sh you do your hair and makeup and you show up that way. And then maybe next time you show up a little less, you know, a few weeks later, a little less done up or whatever. But for me, gosh, I struggle with this still <laughs> so much. Like, it's not that I, I would say I'm a confident person, but there are areas, like I told you, where I am vulnerable. And I even heard this in a podcast where she said, like, she doesn't like to show up in an area where she can't carry the weight of negativity because you're going to get both. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like, for example, like, you know, the separation ever, I'm some, I will put myself out there. And I, I notice if I do get a negative comment or like a question or anything, it's like immediately like retract. Cause I'm like, I don't think I was ready to share that. Or like, right. I wasn't in a place to carry the weight of both. So mm -hmm. it's putting yourself out there right in that I feel like for me it's like right in that middle zone where like it's a little uncomfortable so I know I'm growing and I'm being vulnerable and courageous and inspiring other people by like putting myself out there but also not so far out that I can't bear the weight of the positive and the negative at the same time so I don't know if that was helpful but <laughs> yeah I, I um, think that was for sure because you're not really going to grow your confidence if you don't put yourself out there mm -hmm. but you also don't want to put yourself out there so far that you're like shell-shocked like if it doesn't go like gloriously like I remember I used to follow Brene Brown like yours like I still do but she was like mm -hmm. the person for me I don't know if you read her books or mm -hmm. anything yep oh and yeah she I don't remember the exact quote but it was basically like you can't if if sharing something wow how did it go it was something like putting something out there sharing something is based on the reaction of the people responding like if you're putting it out there and how it feels to you is going to change based on how people respond then you're not ready to share it oh my gosh <laughs> like I feel so <laughs> and I sometimes I, I do that like I'm a yeah. person who overshares and then I'm like whoa that was too much I shouldn't have shared that uh -huh. oh, that's <laughs> but I always remember that like okay if, if, if my healing I think it was, that's what it was if your healing is based on the response of other people then you're not ready to share it oh my gosh so powerful yeah um, so that's you'd have to google it to make because I probably butchered that but still but yeah, I think confidence <laughs> I think confidence comes from putting yourself out there just enough that you feel a little uncomfortable, but not so much that you're like shame, like trauma dumping. Because mm -hmm. I totally do that. <laughs> but in a way, I think, and I speak this from my own experience, trauma dumping does not feel confident. The energy of it doesn't feel confident. The hangover <laughs> doesn't feel confident. Yeah, and I have had a lot of connection with my followers from doing that because that's totally me. But mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend that for confidence because I never feel more confident afterwards. Maybe I feel like, oh, I'm glad, like I made someone feel better, or like there are positives that come from it. But like just vomiting like something traumatic into mm -hmm. my stories or whatever does not grow my confidence <laughs> yeah you might feel worse after because then there's like the anxiety that comes with like oh my gosh like did I say too much what did I, what did I do what have I done like right you want to keep that like the I don't know if power is the right word but like you want to keep the authority and the energy but like have that courageousness to be vulnerable and honest mm -hmm. yeah I like that I and I think like being able to 
know what that is, is a really good way to be confident. And I think like, I very often preach to people that, you know, you should come and be like vulnerable on social media and you should show up in your business as a vulnerable professional, but just like remembering that you have the power to choose what things you're vulnerable about and how much vulnerability you want to show and deciding to keep some things private and deciding to maybe just like skim the surface of some things that you're feeling vulnerable about is fine. You're still making that impact, but you, you have that choice to decide how far you want to go with your vulnerability. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And I think now that vulnerability is so quote unquote trendy, trendy. Yeah. I think there's like, I feel like there's a lot of fake vulnerability. Yes. And like people don't like that and people I feel like people can see through it mm-hmm. I same with like the like <laughs> authenticity and like being raw and real like the, it's all of that becoming trendy like it's really great for the overall movement and shift of social media but it does make it challenging because a lot of it is not authentic even though they're coming out saying like I'm being so authentic like this is me and then you're you're comparing yourself worse or you're smiling worse because you're like oh this is them being real and they're still freaking perfect you know and that helped that's yeah, like a and hit and the confidence for sure and it goes to the other side if you're the person the creator or entrepreneur or whatever is showing up that way and you're pretend, pretending to be authentic that's not going to feel good for you either no so it doesn't, it's not good for either person. <laughs> yeah. You're constantly just trying to like do what you're making other people feel, which is fill shoes that aren't yours and be someone that you're not. And that's just a very toxic spiral for everyone involved. <laughs> I get it. I mean, that's how my marriage was. Like I didn't post about it much because I didn't feel authentic posting about it. But at the same time, I felt like some pressure too, because that was kind of my brand at the time was like army wife, like I'm a mom of five, like whatever. And yeah, like I would still say I'm overall like an authentic person, but it's like, I still felt like I had to post that, like dabble that in there, here and there. Mm -hmm. And even when I did, I would just be like, this isn't authentic. It doesn't feel good when you're pretending. Yeah. Yeah. And that just like shifts your whole identity. And when you do have like a business built around your identity, like that's got to be really challenging to figure out how you go about that. You know, you've got to kind of tiptoe this line because you are being real. You want to be real, but also your entire identity has shifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I, I like admire you for being transparent about it while you're figuring it out. You know, I mean, that's the best that you can do is show up and keep doing what you're doing and, you know, just let people in as much as you want to and find that support and, you know, keep your confidence intact and just charge through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's easier said than done for sure. Like, Absolutely. Like I said, I've isolated a lot and you know, that's okay too, but. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we're on this kind of topic of confidence and, you know, just like going through hard things and just like having to battle with this negative 
image, whether it's body image, just self-image, fighting perfectionism, like you have five kids, right? And so, you know, just like setting this kind of like baseline for them on how to avoid negative self-talk is probably one of the most important things that we do as parents. And, you know, you have this brand built around confidence. How do you maintain that with your children and not even just with what's going on now, just always and with what's going on right now? I mean, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. Cause I know like my oldest son, he really struggles with his confidence. So that's been something like he reminds me a lot of me. I don't know if any other moms probably relate. Like when you, one of your kids like is like a, like a spitting like, reincarnation yes. of you and you're yes. like, oh my gosh, like my heart like aches for him and my inner child at the same time. Um, but gosh well confidence well they don't see me none of my kids are on social media yet so it's almost like two, I live a double life because they okay. have no idea like what I do but yeah. I wouldn't say a double life like in a bad way but like they'll see me taking photos or videos and they're like what are you doing and I'm like you know like when you watch YouTubers and they're like sharing toys like I'm trying to like you know equate that to like bras and underwear <laughs> it's kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but confidence, I don't know, for me with them, maybe it doesn't apply to confidence. I mean, I just try to talk to them a lot. Like my son, like I just, and my daughter, my daughter doesn't really struggle with that yet, thankfully. But um, for me, it's more just being honest and raw with them when I'm like not the mom I want to be or like I snap at them or whatever this doesn't really apply to confidence but it could <laughs> yeah absolutely um but as far as like I don't know like I'm trying to think like a good example I think just letting them in and this is hard because as a parent but letting them in that we're still figuring it out mm-hmm yeah. And like my son, like he, I don't know if you saw that movie Soul, but he was like, and the whole purpose of the movie was like, you don't have a spark. Like your spark is just living life. I don't know if you saw the movie. I haven't seen it yet. No, no, I want to. But I remember him telling me like, well, I don't have a spark, which is like a thing you're good at. Yeah. Like, your soul doesn't have a spark or whatever. And it made me sad because I hadn't seen the movie. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have a spark? Yeah. And I remember struggling with the exact same thing. And I struggle with it to this day. Like, sure, I've created this whole social media thing, but sometimes I'm like looking at other coaches or influencers and being like, I don't feel like I even like that great at like I don't know, you know, we all struggle with it, but yeah, we do. Uh, but I remember just being like, Well, I don't have a spark either. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> but no like just opening up and being like I still like am figuring it out and like there's people who are like you know quote unquote successful like lawyers and doctors and whatever and like they're not happy or you know they don't have it figured out either and just trying to like have those talks because I think a lot of that comes down to confidence because we think just like social media we think all these other people have it figured out or they you know, are happier than they are and that we're like messed up somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I want that our kids to feel like that. So I think just letting them in on the journey that like, you don't really arrive at like a destination. Yeah. 
I, yeah, that's like, that hits with me so much. Cause I even thought my parents had it all figured out like my whole life. Right. Like I thought my parents were perfect all the time. Like I had them on such a pedestal. And then at, it, when I was an adult, like I was 28, my parents, that was like the first time I realized that my parents weren't perfect and they were like got divorced and it was like this big messy thing. And it was like, as an adult, my world crashed down because I was like, my parents aren't perfect. Like what? Like my whole life is a lie. Right. I've and so that. I've had a traumatic childhood. So it's like the opposite But my husband had a similar experience and it's like, it goes both ways. Like your parents yes. can be totally like, you, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, I think if we just knew that like, you don't arrive at this like place that we're told you arrive at when you're a mm-hmm. kid. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I've tried so hard. My daughter will be three and I'm like, I try to show her and I don't have to try. I mean, it just happens. Like I'm not perfect. And I like, she sees that every single day and it actually makes me feel so confident, like more confident than I've been in my whole life when I make a mistake. And then I tell her like, mommy shouldn't have done that. That was not right. I am so sorry. Mommy messed up. And I'm going to do better next time. And that sounds like that's such a vulnerable place, but that makes me feel so good about myself. And it's so good for her to see that. And it's so good for me to be able to give that to her. And I just hope that I can continue to do that for her because I don't want her to like put me on a pedestal, you know, like I'm not perfect and I never will be even close to it. Yeah, I love that. And I guess now that I know we're like totally all over the place. Yeah, keeping you on here longer than you intended. No, not at all. I'm loving this body image. I do. I think I take for granted the body image I've conversation I've had with my daughter when I sometimes you get so used to like the way you do things you think everyone else does it too. And it's not the case. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so like, my mom didn't really instill diet culture in me at all, thankfully, even though I still very much struggled with my body just from media and everything. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine how much worse, like I did not have a good body image at all, but I can't imagine how much worse it would have been if my mom would have been like, you know, dieting all the time or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I just can't even imagine. So you have to think like if you're, criticizing other women I've had friends and this is when I was younger so like my kids were like babies but I remember like I had friends that would talk badly about other people's women's bodies when they weren't around and I'm like okay like yeah our kids are babies now but like is this the conversation that keeps happening as they grow older yeah talk badly about women like postpartum women like whatever you know like behind their back and what happens when your daughter's older and she understands what you're saying Mm -hmm. you know and like even what you say about yourself or like how you look in the mirror and you're like, like, mm-hmm. and I'm guilty of that. Believe me, like not really maybe with my weight so much, but like sometimes like I'll look, I think like I look like crap because I don't have makeup on or whatever. And right. I have to be careful like to say that stuff, but like think about how you're talking about other women how you're talking about your diet. Like so many women are like on all these diets and like you're just reinforcing that around I mean I'm talking about daughters specifically but yeah no confidence like how you talk about that stuff they're gonna even if you don't tell them directly they're gonna figure it out Mm -hmm. they're sponges they yeah they are sucking it all in like two and two together you know like if you're calling your neighbor 
fat and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not calling your daughter fat and disgusting, but she's going to assume that being a size whatever, 12, is yeah. fat and disgusting, you know? Yep. Yes. A hundred percent. And like what you're saying, like with yourself, I like I said earlier on the episode, like I have struggled with confidence, like my whole life. And just like one of the things that I am trying so hard not to do is to talk negatively about myself, especially my body image in front of her. Like I, my husband and I will not use the word fat in front of her. That's like worse than the other F word in my house. Like you do not say fat in front of her. You just don't, that's not a word that we use. Like we don't talk negatively about our bodies in front of her because I have like serious body dysmorphia and I just do not want to like pass that down onto her. And it's actually been really good for me to be conscious of that and not talking about my body that way when she's around because it transfers over to just like my normal thoughts. And I start to feel more confident just in general by removing those thoughts like from my brain completely which has been really nice no it is and like I've noticed with her so my daughter is naturally like tall and skinny like I don't know if you know this but a pediatrician told me around age three you can kind of tell the body composition of a child interesting okay like their build so like you know naturally unless like a child is like very unhealthy or has a health condition like you have your build and it's not healthy or unhealthy at that age like it just is what it is mm-hmm. and um most of my daughters don't like just always been naturally tall and skinny and uh she's seven now and so like I'm not <laughs> like I am taller but I am uh not skinny and so like we have these conversations like I'll make jokes because like I have to buy her the slim jeans because she has high waters and all that stuff and yeah she'll be like like I'm so skinny like because I'll call her like skinny mini or whatever like mm-hmm. just stuff like that but like uh yeah, but like we'll have these conversations where I'll be like uh I would just start asking her like am I like I don't even remember how it's like so commonplace now but we, I would just ask her like is like fat or skinny better and she's like both are good or whatever yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, like but in a way I'm just like questioning like for me it's more like innocent like I just want to know where she's at mm-hmm. like what will she say yeah and then I'm like oh like she's actually listening to what I say yes yeah that's and amazing like and so like so yeah like she'll just be like yeah so we just have those conversations like talking like not like necessarily objectifying it but just like bringing it up because it's a thing mm-hmm. like by not talking about it like so then I just bring up that like it doesn't matter what size people are there's still like you know, we still love them. They're still beautiful. Everyone looks different. And we start naming people in the family and like how they like their body types or whatever. And like, yeah, what we think, like what we love about them or like just stuff like that. Like we just kind of play a little like games like that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And just like, what a perfect reminder of like how much we like plant everything that they're going to become. Like that's just so terrifying but it's like a huge responsibility and I think that's such a beautiful way to do it and just like with everything else that we've talked about tonight just being so open with you know your children with the people in your life with your audience on social media it's just like so beautiful to be able to do that and the impact that it has on people 
Well, I also feel like not bringing it up and you can apply this to everything, culture, race, body size, just like everything that like, mm-hmm. you know, we like discriminate and segregate ourselves based on, but like by not talking about it, that doesn't fix the issue. So I think a lot of people just don't talk about it, mm-hmm. whichever topic you want to bring up. And right. I don't think that prevents, and I like, I'm just going to speak on body image because that's something I feel like more like well-versed in but like yeah like not talking about it isn't going to stop her from absorbing the messages from social media and society and other people mm-hmm. so I need to be the one to like bring it up and say something yeah not and, talking you know, about it will make it worse around. yeah it's like I mean you can obviously make it worse by what you're saying like bringing like talking badly about yourself and other mm-hmm. people and I think people think if they just don't say anything then it's like neutral and I'm like no well you really need to like instill like the positive society will put in a whole other message and I that I feel like that goes with all those other topics too like race and everything so mm-hmm. not talking about it doesn't fix it yeah I 100% agree 100% and we like with body image and things like that with her like we haven't got to that like point yet where she's like I'm waiting for the day for her to be like oh why does that person like look like that right like whether like if she's talking about body image or race or anything like I'm ready like I'm ready to tell her you know like okay great like let's have this teachable moment like I'm ready (laughs) but it's actually exciting because once you see them like believe it it's like wow I just made a human yeah like believe that like that's amazing yeah and like you said if we don't tell them like they're gonna find out from somewhere else and that somewhere else might be completely opposite of like everything that we believe and want to instill in our children yeah yes exactly man we went there we went there in this episode this yeah this we did heavy and i appreciate you so much for being so vulnerable especially with you everything you can't talk to me without going there <laughs> i love it though this is like what it's all about like this is why we have this podcast like to go there and to have these conversations and i just like respect respect and appreciate you so much for coming on and being so transparent so vulnerable and just like the nuggets that you have offered have been amazing and i know people are going to walk away with so much from this so thank you so much thank you Yes, I'm not Thank done you with you yet. <laughs> we have no, a couple no, more okay. things. As long as no one interrupts me, we're good. I know. I'm like, that's not like I was wrapping up. But I want to ask you one more question, which is our final question that we ask everyone who comes on to the show. And it's kind of switching gears. And it's if you could share one piece of advice with how to balance being a mom and a boss lady, what would that advice be? Oh gosh, that's a good one. Um, because I feel like I struggle. I, everything you ask me, I feel like I struggle with. So, um, gosh, I guess for me, it would be remembering why I chose this path, and that was for for me personally. It was for like the freedom to be the mom that I want to be and pursue things for myself. And yeah. I think it's easy to like lose sight of that and either sway one way or the other like put the business to the side because momming is a priority or vice versa like tunnel yourself into work and it's like if I wanted to work 
50 hours a week I would go get a job yeah (laughs) so like I think for me it's remembering why I did this to begin with and making both of them a priority and not letting either one like overpower the other yes oh my gosh yes mic drop that's like perfect advice I love that so much (laughs) amazing okay and before we close this out I'm not gonna let you get out of here without sharing your hot mess moment so this is my favorite segment of our show this is your (laughs) chance to really go there even more than we have so far and share an embarrassing (laughs) confession boss lady come here i've got a few questions to ask you have you been struggling to find your unique balance in your life or business do you feel lost as a mom and or business owner and need some direction or clarity do you feel like you aren't truly connecting with your customers not making sales and can't figure out why do you struggle to show up on social media consistently and intentionally without feeling completely overwhelmed if you answered yes to any of these questions keep listening. The Brand You Strategy is my signature six-week business balance and branding course that walks you through creating a solid and recognizable business and brand identity and has proven to help you gain a clear understanding of who you are and determine your unique message and dream customers so you can relax into your business and make more money. Who doesn't want that? The Brand You Strategy only launches six times per year and has a spot waiting with your name on it. For more info, check out bossladiesandbabies.com or contact me, your girl Megan, on Instagram at it's Megan Gillespie or via email at megan at bossladiesandbabies.com. Mention this ad and receive 25% off your spot. I can't wait to see what you do. That is so funny because I couldn't think of anything. Like I was thinking about this like an hour before I talked to you and I was like, I can't think of anything. And now that we've been talking, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh so usually when you're on the spot, thing, I, was, <laughs> uh, I was taking photos because I take photos and videos and a lot of brands like want brought underwear photos, which to me, it's like the same as a bikini, like let's be yeah, real, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, but my son, who's 10, and he might have been like nine at the time, he, and this was during COVID, so everyone was home from school and everything, and I would be like, I'm going to do work, and I usually take like a couple hours in my room to like batch everything for a session, and I would shut the door and tell everyone to leave me alone, <laughs> and he came and like knocked on the door, and I opened, and I'm in like a robe or like something with like brown underwear on, like with my camera set up, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm taking photos and videos. He's like, photos and videos for what? <laughs> and I was like, I think my son thinks I'm like a cam girl or something. I don't even know if he knows like this exists, but just like the way that he, like, I'm sure he doesn't know that exists, but just like the face yeah. he made was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, oh my and I'm just like oh my gosh this is happening like my son thinks I'm like <laughs> out here like on OnlyFans or something right <laughs> oh 
oh my goodness and I was like okay and that's when I had the whole talk like you know like when you're watching YouTube and like they're promoting like I don't even think he realized that that was a promotion but then I'm yeah like, I do that for like moms and women for like bras and underwear and pajamas oh and my gosh which then could just sound like a total like, like okay. cover-up story <laughs> It could, but like I just couldn't leave it alone at that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I wonder if he's going to remember that when he's older and you'd be like, remember that time? (laughs) Probably. Like, uh, I'm just not going to ask any more questions. I want to (laughs) know. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. That's, yeah, that's definitely, um, yeah, hot mess moment. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. That's hilarious. Yeah, All right. That was good. Well, I am going to let you go. This has been just such an amazing episode. I'm so excited to publish this and for people to hear everything that we talked about. And again, just thank you so much. But before I let you go, <laughs> let everyone know where they can find you, how they can follow along, how they can support your business and anything that you want them to know. Okay, well, follow me on Instagram and TikTok or one or the other. I'm actually pivoting my new, and I just have thought of this recently because I've been meditating on it and really like journaling into coaching. I was doing social media coaching before. I really want to pivot that into coaching women into owning their story and speaking their truth because that was something that's been so hard for me, but also so much more fulfilling. And uh, than just you know social media strategy or whatever yeah I love <laughs> so that. that's what I'm pivoting into um it's very new but it's just been something that's been on my heart literally like the past couple weeks so um so yeah you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok and then I also do have a social media guide um that's like a little workbook that's free in my uh, Instagram bio amazing awesome well everyone make sure you go give her a follow Obviously, she keeps it really real, and that's what we love around here. So check her out, and until next week, stay bossy. Thank you so much. All right, let me stop. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure you follow us on social at Boss Ladies and Babies. Join the conversation in our private Facebook group and check out everything we have to offer like community, coaching, merch, and more at bossladiesandbabies.com. And until next time, stay bossy.